This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by Preston Automotive Group. Mark Potter and Mike Bradley alongside. My goodness, it's time for another episode. Episode number 32. Hard to believe, huh? Magic Johnson, 32. Yeah, I love it. There you go. <laughs> that works. So, but uh, I don't keep count, Mark. I just I show up. I have a good time, and yeah, and just and, and we talk sports. But it is. I, I have to admit, though, it is tough to believe we've done 32 of these already. Yeah, I know. It, I've done fun. maybe 30. I think I missed two, two or three. But yeah. so we've got so much going on. Um, those that don't know. Uh, we have a website, shoresportsmd.com. We're starting to work on some spring sports stuff. Spring sports season officially starts today, Monday, when we're recording this mm-hmm. uh, for release on Tuesday morning. So uh, spring sports are in full swing. And as we do this on a Monday, the weather, beautiful oh. for, uh, or the afternoon has turned out to be beautiful for the first day. Yeah, it looks like Monday, Tuesday, and Friday will be your best days this week. Yes. You might be able to get something in, depending on when the rain comes in for Wednesday. But I'm excited for these kids because they have real seasons. You Very know? true. You know, That's I mean, right. if you think about last year, they were limited. They got to play, mm-hmm. but they were limited in where they went, where they traveled to. Like, for instance, uh, opening day, the first round games normally are north versus south. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how those play out. Um, last year, you wouldn't get the lacrosse matchup that we have today and uh, Ken Island's girls traveling to St. Peter and Paul gotcha. to take on their mm. girls' team. In fact, speaking of St. Peter and Paul, coming up in a little bit, we're going to be talking with Allison Byer. She's the head coach of St. Peter and Paul uh, about their young squad and uh, expectations. But there's really so much to talk about. Uh, you mentioned the weather. Gosh, it is so nice. Spring-like temperatures. The NCAA tournament. Maryland's got a new men's basketball coach. Yeah. I'd really be interested coming up here in a minute. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I, I don't even think he was allowed to get back on the the team plane uh, to go back to Seton Hall with his team. I think Maryland just picked him up at the bus station <laughs> and, and they hired him there. But it's all coming up right here. It's Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Hi folks, David Wilson Jr. of the Preston Automotive Group here. Did you know that we can deliver your vehicle straight to your home or office? You can view and purchase vehicles from Preston's complete inventory online at PrestonMotor.com. Preston Automotive Group is here to ensure you get exactly what you've been looking for. We can even custom order select brands straight from the source. Integrity, urgency, teamwork, personal growth, attention to detail, community. These are the core values we live by here at the Preston Automotive Group. We're family, friends, and professionals. Visit us online at PrestonMotor.com to get started today. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast presented by the Preston Automotive Group is sponsored by Perrette and Moy Therapy Associates. Located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville, let Rick Perrette and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Perrette and Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley alongside. We'll hear from Allison Beyer coming up from St. Peter and Paul. But uh, gosh, like I said, there's so much to talk about. The NCAA tournament. My goodness, I think only one uh, you know, bracket, one quadrant of the bracket has gone chalk where you have one, two, three, and four left. Uh, and that is Gonzaga, Arkansas, uh, Texas Tech, and uh, also Duke. You know, that's the it's the only quadrant that has gone chalk for that. And that's impressive on the Texas Tech end for just a second because their head coach, Chris Beard, from last year took the job at Texas. But Tech has not lost a beat. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, Tech beat Texas twice this year. Yeah. 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 And I mean... Notre Dame, who got in through the playing game. Yeah, they beat Rutgers in, what, double overtime in that playing game. Yeah, and then they turned around and beat Alabama. So, yeah, it was a nice that, win for that, them. That, yeah, that, that, And that's an Alabama that. team, remember, last year that had a heck of a run, had one heck of an athletic team, a team that loves to shoot the three. In fact, they beat Maryland uh, pretty handily in the second round last year. Uh, on the other side of that bracket, uh, across from it, you've got Arizona, Houston, 
Michigan and Villanova left. How about Michigan? My goodness, that Juwan Howard one. comes back and you know after his suspension for being an idiot, and now <laughs> you know, and now he's doing a good job. Yeah, I mean, Phil Martelli filled in admirably, but you're right. Uh, this was big for him because I think this takes some of the pressure off. Uh, that was a big win over a three C Tennessee, who's very good program. Yeah. But Rick Barnes has a history of not being able to get it done in the tournament. And there you go again. But Hunter Dickinson, the most points in a tournament played through the first two rounds since Juwan Howard back in 93 or 94, one of the two seasons there. Uh, so he's been really instrumental. Going to be a tough matchup against Villanova. And Villanova is just so solid. They don't turn over the ball. They make their free throws. They hit threes. They play defense. And there's a culture. They're locked in. Whether they're up 10 or down 10, Mark, they don't show emotion. Jay Wright, certainly one of the better college coaches, has two, two titles uh, to his name. And I'm sure we'll likely have one more before all is said and done. So Michigan will have Villanova and then Arizona and Houston, which should be a great game. Houston, How about Houston? I tell strong. you, Kelvin Sampson doesn't get enough credit. That Houston team, and even last year, they had a deep run. And in fact, one of their players was a former Calvert Hall player, my alma mater, as you know. Um, but but Houston, so solid. And you know, for Illinois, second year of disappoint, the disappointment. But Houston, they just play defense and they buy in so much to that. And you know, it's one of those teams where they're kind of heavy defensively, offensively. They're not going to be great, but they keep themselves in the game by playing defense most nights. So down on the bottom part of the bracket, uh, North Carolina gets by Marquette and then eliminates Baylor. Yeah, how about wow. that game? That was a really good game Saturday afternoon. I had the chance to watch that game. And you know, Carolina, that's a team that beat Duke uh, at Duke in Coach K's final home game. And look, they, they always are going to have mega talented players there. It's a matter of you know putting it all together. And Roy Williams did a great job. I think Hubert Davis, those are big shoes to fill when you take over for Roy Williams. But Look, I think that helps him a lot in getting some pressure off by getting the Sweet 16. You know, Carolina's uh, certainly very, uh, very capable. And, of course, they're going to be going up against UCLA, who eliminated St. Mary's uh, in a uh, what was basically, what, a 4-5 matchup. Yeah. But, uh, but and- Mark, do you see – and, I, <laughs> I, you know, a lot of times the tournament, it's not who's in and who's out where there's question. Now it's seeding. Yeah. Okay, now it's seating. And I think the tournament or the committee is getting cute. They're getting really cute with these matchups because you've got Duke and Michigan State. We know that was put together to match up Coach K and Coach Izzo. But you get some of these other matchups like Michigan. If Michigan had, you know, it was a stretch, but if Michigan beats Tennessee, they either play Ohio State, their rival in the Big Ten, or Villanova, a rematch of the 2018. And by the way, who plays each other on the women's side in second round? Right. Michigan and Villanova. I just, but I, you take a look at some of these matchups where there's storylines and they get cute with this stuff, and I almost feel like sometimes there's misseeding just so that they can you know, drum up storylines for these games. I don't think they have to do it because the tournament's the tournament. We love it regardless, but there are enough of these matchups where there's there's more thought put into it than you would think. Well, and I, I think that Virginia Tech, and I think I said this last week, I, I think Virginia Tech got screwed as an 11 seed, you know, and they turned around and had to play Texas, but then they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, you know, against Texas. Texas dominated them, really. You know, it should have been a 15, you know, 16-point game. Turned out to be an 8-point game with, you know, Tech rallying down the stretch. Yeah. But they lost. Texas came on. They advanced. They played Purdue, who has now decided to play a little defense, and uh, Purdue beat Texas. Now, Purdue is going to take on the Cinderella of the tournament, uh, St. Peter's, who knocked off as a 15 seed, (laughs) knocked off Kentucky, and then turned around and beat Murray State, who had had beaten San Francisco as a 7 seed. So you got 7 and 15, and 15 wins that one. And yeah. now they're going to go against the three seed Purdue. Yeah, it's it, well, it's it's one of those brackets the way it plays out that you get an upset and all of a sudden you've got what what you know Murray State St. Peter's. You know that's not the matchup you expect. Look, I know there's a ton of parity in men's college basketball, and there has been for a while now. But I will say more times than not, and, and I'm a Coach Cal fan more than I'm not. But I would say that shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't happen. Now. I haven't looked to be fair to see the makeup of St. Peter's team. I don't know if those are all seniors or four out of five seniors. Sometimes you do see that, though, where a heavy senior-laden team, whether it be just through four years of playing or getting a few now transfers in from the portal, beats a team that's really athletic and blue-chip, but they're really young and have no experience. That that may have been the case there. I don't know. But still, 
Kentucky should be losing to St. Peter's. And and then on the other side of the bracket in the Midwest, Kansas and Providence advance. Not really a surprise. Providence, Mm -hmm. you know, they put Richmond Richmond in their spot. Yeah, Uh, And Richmond, uh, uh, you know, outplayed expectations. They were, what, a sixth seed in their Atlantic 10 tournament and got there through the automatic bid. And beat Iowa. And beat Iowa. And And the Big Ten, Mark, it's happened again. The Big Ten got nine teams in, and they've been a mega disappointment with Wisconsin losing and Illinois the other day and of course indiana out earlier but they were you know they were a playing team there you know michigan was the surprise michigan should have been out ohio state now granted ohio state lost to a good uh, villanova team so that's nothing to be ashamed about uh wisconsin fell to iowa state though that's an iowa state team who was like two and 22 last year and they're now in the sweet 16 what a turnaround what a story and they're taking on miami who from the acc who came in as the 10 seed and they beat auburn how about uh, that 79 61 took him behind the woodshed. Yeah, yeah, and that well, that's Brooks alma mater. But Jim Larinaga, the longtime coach at yeah, George, George Mason, Mason yeah. and he made a Final Four run back in 0405 and then with, got the job at Miami with the Patriots, right? Yeah. With the Patriots, and and has done he's done a solid job there. I think recently they've had some struggles, but this year he's got him back, got him in the tournament. That's a big win in Auburn. That's a disappointment there uh, because the Tigers were obviously highly thought of. So you've got Auburn and Kentucky and Tennessee highly seated twos and threes that all got knocked out this weekend. And you very well could see Miami playing on uh, Saturday or Sunday. You know, this week, if they get by, they're into the Elite Eight. How about that? Yeah. And they beat uh, USC, too, uh, in their first game. So, a battle of uh, football programs yeah. there. Getting a W. USC had a really good year. So, that was, a, that was a big win for them. But, yeah, Auburn, that was even a bigger one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, things have shaken up. No doubt about that. But the good news is, though, you get the upsets, Mark. But you still have three number one seeds left. Because yeah. I, I've always said, you want to see upsets along the way. But at the end of the day, do I want to see a blue blood play a blue blood for the championship? Yes, I do. Sorry, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a snob that way. But yes, do I want to see like a Gonzaga Duke or a Arizona Duke or something like that? Yes, I do. No, no. I, I, well, that's me. That's I, me. I, I'm cheering for the Cinderella team. Come on, St. Peter's. Well, <laughs> yeah, in the championship game, though, let's see. St. Peter's and Duke. I, is that going to be a competitive game? Well, that We're, won't happen. Remember when <laughs> Butler played back-to-back yes. championship, and at least one of those two championship games was awful to watch. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, you want a good game. Yeah, you do want a good game. But all I wanted, I want the score to end up at at uh, nine for the winners and zero for the losers. And of all the games that have been played so far, none of them have ended to that score. Mm, okay. Yeah, none. Okay. It just pay the man, Charlie. I mean, you know, come <laughs> on. My goodness. But uh, now, hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about Maryland's new head coach. That's next right here. Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Would you like to give your home a facelift? Have you been dreaming about building or purchasing your dream home? With their home equity line of credit, construction perm, or residential mortgage loan products, Queenstown Bank can help. With locations in Queenstown, Chester, Centerville, Church Hill, Ridgely, Graysonville, Stevensville, Easton, and our loan production office in Cambridge. Give us a call today or visit us at queenstownbank.com to find out more about the products and services we offer. Queenstown Bank, just the bank you need. Queenstown Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. Mark Potter and Mike Bradley alongside Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group, episode number 32 here. And uh, it was announced earlier this morning at about nine o'clock in fact that uh, the university of maryland has hired seton hall's kevin willard to be their new head coach he comes over from seton hall seton hall was in the tournament Mm -hmm. and uh, they won the big east back in i think 2016 and so they didn't perform well seton hall didn't perform well in the tournament losing in the first round but i'm curious to know your thoughts on this hire um, I was reading online. I saw where somebody said it's just another, you know, little higher like Turgeon was. 
Well, a couple of things. One is he was one of the names from the beginning that was thrown out there. Willard, Enfield, and Bray. And now Bray, Mike Bray, played at DeMatha, coached at DeMatha, coached at Delaware, went to Notre Dame, has done a really good job. You feel as if from a recruiting standpoint in the DMV where Maryland really has to reestablish themselves, you know, they've been a little better in Baltimore, but their best place recruiting under Mark Turgeon has been Philadelphia, but they've got to do a better job at home. So from that standpoint, Mike Bray, who's coached at a football school and had a lot of success, you felt like he may have been a, a, a better hire. Andy Enfield got the six-year extension at USC, but by all accounts, he wanted to come back east. But you felt like the Trojans were going to do their best to hold on to a really good coach at a school that's a football school and yet is holding their own against UCLA, a blue blood program. But do I think the Kevin Willard hire is a solid one? I, I certainly do. I think people have to understand that he inherited a really bad situation at Seton Hall 12 years ago. They had had some scandal issues with players and it just was a situation where he said they were people that didn't want the program to succeed anymore. They were just so disgusted with it. He turned that program around. Now, obviously, the Big East, I consider a Power 5 basketball school. They're not technically Power 5, but to me, they're they're right there right. with that. And the amount of wins that he has over top 25, top 15, top 5 teams, the amount of tournament runs he took Seton Hall to, now that's the bugaboo, is he's not done well in the tournament. But presumably, he would have better talent at Maryland going into a tournament than Seton Hall. Look, P.J. Car- Carlissimo did wonders at Seton Hall, but... Kevin Willard's been the best at Seton Hall since P.J. Carlissimo. That's saying something there. Jay Wright came out and essentially gave very high praise today about the hire for Maryland there. And Jay Wright, we just talked about, he's a great coach. He's won two national titles. Could be on the prefaces of a third. Um, his teams are, are hardworking. Uh, they, they've won. They win games. They won big-time games. They came into Maryland and handed Maryland their lunch in 18 against Mark Turgeon, I remember, in a December matchup there. You know, he's not the sexy name, Mark, and I think that's where people are disappointed about it. And then they see the tournament issues because that was the bugaboo about Mark Turgeon is he can't win in the tournament. So why are we hiring a guy that's not good in the tournament either? But in the whole body of work, he can recruit. His teams are hard-nosed. He's won big-time games. And that was an issue with Turgeon for the longest time is beating top 25 teams, beating top 25 teams at, at on the road and even at home to an extent. So, look, he's got a lot of work to do. It's not a sexy hire. I think that he will do a good job at Maryland, but there's a lot of work to be done. And, yes, there is that tournament uh, resume right now that leaves a lot to be desired out there. And for fans to want to pick at that, that's completely fair. I would just say, too, though, to begin with, Rick Pitino, whose name was thrown out there, Mark, that was never going to happen. That was much more on the outside from a booster or boosters than on the inside. Not saying there wasn't any interest on the inside, but if you know Maryland's Board of Regents and their president, um, it just, that's... It, that's not the direction. They Too much baggage there. They were never going to do that. Um, so don't buy the hype on all that. But the three names are out there. Willard was one of them the entire time. Now, I'll just wrap up saying this. I think that Maryland and the fans, I think, would especially have had an issue if Maryland had hired an assistant coach at a Power 5 school or if they had hired an up-and-coming mid-major coach. I just think that at Maryland with a Power 5, they didn't want to, at this point, take the risk of an assistant coach who had never been a head coach of a Power 5 level or a mid-major coach who had not taken a job at a higher you know, conference-level team or a Power 5 team. They felt like they're at the point where they needed to get an established coach with a resume, and I don't blame them for that. Could they have found a mid-major coach who could have been the answer for them long-term? Yeah, they sure could have. But Willard's 46. He, he's got a lot of energy in him. He's going to be there, should be there a long time. This is not a stepping stone job. It shouldn't be. So we'll, we'll see. He also, I think, has the most most non-conference wins against Big Ten teams since 2014. Oh. So that's that's all. So sorry for the long answer, but that's that's the crux of it with the, with the Willard hire. So it's a good hire. I think it is a solid hire. I do. I do. Um, you know, I mean, look, <laughs> Maryland's not a place where you're going to go get uh, a head coach who's great but has baggage or has recruiting violations. So it's it's the expectations you have to you have to understand 
in the context of what you're working in. And I, I don't think people realize there's a reason why Sean Miller didn't get the job years ago. He wanted all these exceptions academically and all that. And they said, no, we're not doing it. That's Maryland. Well, see, and I kind of equate the reaction of the fans to just like when Virginia Tech hired Pry out of Penn State. Pry wasn't the big sexy name. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of kickback. Well, we wanted, you know, Urban Meyer. We wanted that they wanted the big name. But I think once Pry got in there, and he has pretty much sold his soul to everybody at Tech. I mean, he was a grad assistant there, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at least he had some ties there, right? right. And right. and I think, and he retained J.C. Price, which was huge. And and I kind of relate the same kind of reaction there because now everybody loves Pry, and it'll be interesting to see how his teams play out uh, there. I mean, he's opened their spring practices in the stadium, you know, for students to go. I mean. Hell, who doesn't like that? Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, no, those are the things you have to do. I, I would just say that, and I said this on, on my show on the fan, Mark, I don't care about the sexy name. If he's a good coach, he'll win. If he wins, the fans will come and the donations will come in. So I'm I'm worried about getting it right. I'm not worried about a splashy name and you know maybe a guy that will be here a couple of years, may win some games, may push the line of recruiting violations and all that, knowing Maryland wasn't going to go that route anyway. I just want the right guy. And so, again, I'm not worried about whether fans are going to put their butts in the stands the first few games or not. Don't care. If it's the right guy, he'll win. The fans will come. The donations. Will come. Well, the same can be said for even professional teams. I mean, like Absolutely. my sure. commanders, and they're all worried about, you know, the commanders lost the Budweiser sponsorship. <laughs> okay. Well, you don't want to put fans in the seats by winning, and everything fixes itself. Well, and I think that has to do with, with, all with the their stuff. owner. Yeah. That has to do with yeah. their owner. That's Absolutely. why they're pulling out. He's toxic, and <laughs> eventually he's going to probably be forced to sell the team. At some point, you would think. Yeah. So, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, timeout with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Thankful that you're joining us today. We'll be back with more coming up. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. This segment of Time Out with Shore Sports presented by our friends at Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at MidshoreExteriors.com. We're running all over the place here. You know, we have uh, the NFL season, uh, you know, the, the league year opened up, and all of a sudden all these Woo. crazy trades, yeah. you know. Including one today. Yeah. So, you know, Matt Ryan mm-hmm. uh, is now a Colt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, Deshaun Watson heading to Cleveland after saying earlier last week that I'm not going to Cleveland. And then all of a sudden, well, I think Cleveland said, hey, we'll give you a lot of money. And he said, okay, and it's all 100% guaranteed. So now he's going to Cleveland. There's been a lot of those deals. And even with the Ravens involved, you know, and the Cowboys were involved and the Bills involved where I'm going to, even the Commanders, I'm going to sign here and then 24 hours later, when they go to sign the deal, they pull it out. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of that. Well, with Zadarius Smith with the Ravens, that's because you had two other deals get done between his verbal and actually signing with the Ravens. So the market uh, changed between the time he verbally agreed. So he thought, eh, I can get more money here. And my understanding is, so the agent came back with a deal to the Ravens and said, okay, here's what he'll sign for. And it was too rich for the Ravens' blood. But that, yeah, that certainly does happen. I'll say this with the Browns. I don't question at all the talent of Deshaun Watson, but with the civil suits, with the bad PR that's going to come from it, with what they gave up, the fact that he still could be suspended for you know maybe half a season or six games or something, that is a big risk that the Browns are taking. And, and I'm not sure that that's an organization that could afford to take that kind of risk because of how dire things have been there for so long. And just when you think they're taking two steps forward with getting the front office together and getting, I think, a solid head coach in Stefanski, then all of a sudden 
you know, they, they do this. And they gave up a lot, Mark. Boy, oh, boy, did they give up a lot. They, they sure And did. they're going to get a lot of backlash uh, from a PR standpoint. Yeah, they probably will. I tell you what, let's uh, we'll pause the NFL conversation uh, to talk with Allison Beyer. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast presented by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevensville at 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at the edgetrainingacademy.com. Hi, Allison. Hi. So, Coach Byer with us from St. Peter and Paul. She is the girls lacrosse coach. And, uh, uh, Coach, let's get right to it. You've got a hell of a team this year. Yes, we do. Yes, yes. And, and they're young. I mean, do you have any seniors on the squad? I do not. I do not wow. have any seniors. I lost, I lost all my seniors. I lost seven seniors. Uh, from last year, and I have seven freshmen to make up for that. So wow! So so you come in this year as the defending Easy Act champion. You beat Worcester Prep thirteen six. Uh, you had a scrimmage against the defending state champion Queen Anne's County High Lions, the uh, you know, public school state champions, and you beat them in the scrimmage thirteen twelve. You yes. beat Key School twenty to two. You beat Annapolis Area Christian School twenty three to eight. And now today, when we're recording this, you play Ken Island, um, which yeah. they're they're a very strong team. You scheduled these tough teams. Why? Uh, well, you can ask our athletic director that question. Um, you know, I to see what we what we can do. I guess you know. I mean, we've always kind of been underrated, and we've always been the underdog, and um, and. Not anymore, obviously. You know, we just keep getting better and better every year. And I look ahead to our future and see what's coming up. And I think we're just going to keep getting better and better. And, I, I, I mean, some of the, some of the talent that, that, that's coming up is, I mean, it gives me chills just to think about. So um, if, if I can just get us in a different conference, yeah, you know, trying to get into I the IAAM over on the other side oh, of the wow. bridge. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Allison, let me ask you this. What do you attribute such early success given the youth of the team? That's, you know, you think, okay, maybe with a young team midway through the year or the end of the year, they'll really hit their stride. But to start out of the gates uh, in such a successful fashion, what do you attribute that to? Um. Honestly, just the motivation. I mean, really, it, it just just the motivation and the drive um, of of the girls. I mean, they're just ready. You know, I mean they they were they were ready for lacrosse season. I think all year. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I had I had some of the girls contacting me even in the fall. You know, just ready to play, and I think they were they were just ready. You know, um, not to mention the skill level, but just just being ready and just having the mindset for lacrosse. Talking um, with with Allison Byer, head uh, girls lacrosse coach at Saints Peter and Paul. Do you think is it possible that you can use the games against uh, you know? Uh, Ken Island and, and Queen Anne's and, and Decatur and, and even Easton, uh, not so much as a recruiting tool, but to be able to say, say, hey, look, you can get a good education here and play lacrosse here and be competitive as well. And the second part to that question is, would playing in the IAAM maybe give you even a bigger boost to possibly get some other people in instead of playing in the well, I called it the East Suck when I coached it at St. Peter Paul and Girls Basketball, but in the EZAC Conference. I would hope so. You know, I would hope so. I mean, I think I mean, St. Peter Paul is a, is a great school. I mean, it's a great, it's a great school. Um, I went to St. Peter Paul. Um, I came out and had a great, you know, I had a great education. I played at Duquesne University. I had a great, you know, I, I have a great career. Um, a lot of a lot of girls, you know, had had a great, great, great career coming out of St. Peter and Paul, um, and um, can do great things, you know. Um, 
it, it, it's, I don't know. Um, I think that, I think that, um, there's great competition on the Eastern shore, you know, and, and I just wish that there were more opportunities on the Eastern shore. Right. And, um, for, for schools over here. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, this is a great example of, of what, uh, of what these girls can do. And like I said, in the beginning of this conversation, I think St. Clair and Paul is just an example of, um, of a school that has been underrated and, um, and we're proving, proving ourselves, you know, proving to be wrong, um, because we're a small school, we're a small school, you know? And um, with with the building of the high school, and no longer in trailers, field, yeah, <laughs> and no more trailers, which are now torn down. Right. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, we're, we're making ourselves bigger, and um, and now we can bring in more, you know, more girls and um, and and just make ourselves bigger and known. Right. And, you know, I've had I've had people out here watching our practices, you know, saying, saying, hey, you know, I'm thinking about sending my daughters here, you know, watching practices, saying, um, hey, you look great. You right. look great. I'm, you know, and um, like I said, I think we're just we're just going to get better and better. And um, I'm excited. Well, Allison, a couple things. First, going back to Mark's question about you know, the schedule and, and your AD scheduling tough opponents and teams from the Western Shore. I, I think that was a positive as, as actually what he was driving at, but you're absolutely right. That brings the attention to a small school that you need to uh, to get because once you start competing with the big boys and girls, if you will, you know, you'll know you get that attention. But I w- wanted to ask you, this has to be such an exciting time, not only because you talk about having a young team and as a coach, you know, a senior team at that point, point you're just making tweaks there and and slight adjustments but hopefully they're at the point where they're almost self-policing and self-coaching on the field but with a young team you really get to have more of a hand and an imprint on the team with a younger team and at the same time as you just talked about with the new facility um, it's an exciting time to break something like that in and also it looks like as the program's looking to get bigger and transition you've got the backing of the administration so it's got to be a great time uh, right now at the school. Oh yeah. Um, it's very, very, very exciting. Um, you know, I, I have my own coaching style, you know, I mean, coach and, and, and coach in high school, I've coached all different levels. I've coached little, little kids, um, which is its own own (laughs) entity, you know, um, kindergarten, first grade, Mm. um, Middle school, I think, is probably the most exciting time to coach because you can kind of shape and teach fundamentals. Um, by the time you get to high school, they've kind of formed, you know, or, or shaped their or, bad or habits. Their bad <laughs> habits. But um, what I like about St. Peter and Paul um, girls is they're just, a good group of girls. They're just a really, really good group of girls. And um, I can go back and, 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 and work on the fundamentals. You know, yes, they, they have their, their own style, and I'm not going to change that about them. But I, I can, you know, if I need to kind of focus on on the fundamentals and go back and, and, and say, Hey, you know what, if you want to be a better lacrosse player, you know, this is what you need to do, you know? Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of teams on the, on the Eastern shore have kind of gotten away from that. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of like these club and travel teams that are so focused on just, playing just getting out there and they're thrown out there and just let's just play which is great you know it's great for the off season but it's kind of gotten away from from teaching lacrosse and teaching the fundamentals right. and 
and um and I love being able to to I love lacrosse, you know, and and I love and and maybe that it's it's nice to have a small group, you know, a small quaint group, and that's what I do love about having this small group of mm. St. Peter and Paul girls. Is sure. We can focus on the fundamentals, and um, and it is it's a great group of girls. I I love them, and um, this is my fourth year coaching here at the high school at St. Peter and Paul, and um, it just gets better every year. It it the, the girls get it just gets better every year. Um, last year, the, the seniors, when they left, I mean, I was sad. I was really sad. Um, but that didn't last like, long because once you saw this team, you know, early on, I, I know that you've got to, you've got to go get ready for a game. Cause you know, you, you guys are playing Ken Island here in just a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk real quick. You guys have scored 43 goals in two games, only given up eight goals. I mean, 10 goals. Um, but Hattie Messick, um, at 10 goals, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of good teams have one or two goal scorers. But you've got four players that have six goals or more, and then you could go, you've got uh, six players with three goals or more this year. And let me tell you, I, I, and I, and, and one last, last game I put, for, for example, Ashley Reinold, who scored, I think, two goals. She's my a defender. Right. I put her on, on midfield, and she scored two goals. Right. And she's, She's one of my lower defense, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's that's something that I'm a very strong proponent. I, in practice, I have every player play every position. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, and that's at the first day of practice. And I told my freshmen, I said, I don't care what position you think you play. You're you're not a specific position except for the goalie, of course. I was going to say because Brian does yeah. a, does a pretty yeah, decent yeah, no, job Katie, between the pipes yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. No, Katie, 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 you're not you're not playing attack. So. Right. Um, <laughs> but but you know a util- in my eyes a utility player is the best player. You know, yeah. coach's dream is somebody who can play every position, and that's what that's what that's what I do. You know, right. I have them. Everybody rotates every position, hmm. and um, and that's what, that's what I do. Um, you know, my attack will play defense and my defense will play, you know, attack. And, um, and that's, that's just how I, that's how I coach. Well, and, um, and that's what happened. You know, that's, that's, that's what happened in the game the other day. I had yeah. defense scoring and it's great. I love it. <laughs> Well, you know, we, we know you got to run. We appreciate it. I want to thank you publicly here on uh, Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Also, thank you because Allison is the only coach year-round that sends her results after every single game. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is big. Year-round, yeah. the only coach. Uh, well, I, I, I got to throw uh, the uh, men's basketball coach at Chesapeake College into the mix too because he does it as well. But, uh, but if well, more, at least I do something right. Yeah, if well, you do plenty of right because obviously <laughs> your girls are playing well. Uh, listen, thanks for taking time out of your day and uh, here just before the game to talk with us. Good luck. Uh, we look forward to seeing the results and we look forward to uh, talking to you a little bit more so we can get to know Allison Byer more. And we'll do that uh, with ShoresportsMD.com in the coming weeks as well. Good luck today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. There you go. Allison Beyer. Uh, I think she's got a team. I mean, Hattie Messick, a junior, 10 goals. Junior Evelyn Murphy, 7 goals. Two sophomores, Emery Sweeney and Morgan Quaid, 6 goals. Catherine Murphy, a freshman, 4 goals. Uh, two goals from junior Addison Darling, or, or 3 goals, rather. So, I mean, there's, there's the players I was talking about. They're young. Well, and you know what that means as an opposing team or opposing coach yeah. is that who do you who do you focus on when you've got so many players that can score like that? That makes it tough defensively to hone in on one or two players like that. So to have that kind of uh, or the the amount of players that could score for you that certainly helps quite a bit. Any team that's balanced like that that just obviously makes you stronger. And you talk about the youth mark. That's uh, that's something that again that is a coach's dream. That hey, I've got them this year. I've got them at least next year. Yeah. And 
so you could put together hopefully a, a mini run and uh, accomplish a lot during that time. Yeah, looking forward to following them. Some key games for them coming up. If you want to check them out, um, they've got they got North Carolina at home on Wednesday. They should win that. Uh, on Monday the 28th, they're hosting Severn School, mm-hmm. there you which go. is a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gunston, they'll be at Gunston on the 30th. Mm-hmm. Stephen Decatur on Friday the 1st of April. Uh, Worcester Prep, they're away on the 8th, Friday the 8th, and they're at home on Monday the 2nd of May. Now, that's the other top team usually, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, give that area, given the, yeah. the, the how big lacrosse is with Worcester yep. Prep and Stephen Decatur. And, and that'll be yeah. huge. And then they'll play Easton uh, at Easton High School for uh-huh. their annual bull roast. I love it, the Battle of Easton. Yeah, mm-hmm. coming up on the uh, 6th, 6th of May. They play mm-hmm. in the bull roast at the Boys and Girls you know, matchups. So you made mention of it. That's a big deal. They're looking to go to the IAAM then. Yeah. Now, if they've the, been trying for years, even back when I was coaching. Okay. Them, okay. You know, gotcha. Like four or five years ago, they were trying to get in the IAM and cut everybody off at that time. Right. Now, I'm curious though. Now, obviously, they've stepped it up with the new high school and facilities. Yeah. It's a lot of travel though, is it not? Well, yeah, but the boys play in the MIAA, and that's been kind of their point. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think at this point, St. Peter and Paul would join the IAM and say, fine, we won't take any home games the first year. Mm-hmm. We'll go away. They just, they want to get in so bad and they yeah. want the girls, you know, basketball team to play. And that's one of the things when I coached there um, for girls basketball uh, with uh, that Brad Hastings was the AD, you know, we tried and scheduled, tried to schedule some IAM teams mm-hmm. so that we could play them. Sure. You know, and Allison... She didn't say it, but the reason they schedule those teams is you want to challenge yourself. Sure. It sure. has no bearing on your EZAC record whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So challenge yourself. And you know, just like when I was in North Carolina and anywhere else that I coached, it was, I want to play the best. Well, whether it be scrimmages or games you're seeing on the boys' side, for instance, and I'm sure it's going on the girls' side as well. I'm just more familiar with some of the boys' side. For instance, uh, in Southern Delaware, you're seeing Cape Henlopen. They played a Gilman at MIAA right. school who has a ton of lacrosse history. Right. They And they lost to them by four goals at Gilman. That was right. impressive. Yep. I think the caters scrimmage some of those teams, but you're seeing that in, in teams trying to get and play teams right across the bridge uh, where lacrosse is, is big. Look, at the end of the day... And Ken Island and Queen Anne's boys and girls programs do that. Yes. Yes, they do. I mean, at the end of the day, part of the the challenge is just the geography. Because things are more spread out, that makes it more of a challenge because things are more clustered together, obviously, on the Western Shore. So I understand the frustration there from her. At the same time, yeah, it would be great if... Things were a little bit closer together from a sports standpoint, but that's always going to be a challenge that's going to be there. Um, But... We'll we'll see what uh, we'll yeah. see what happens, but certainly facility wise, they're they've stepped that up. They'll be fun to follow, no doubt about that. Of course, you'll be able to follow them along as well at shoresportsmd.com. We've got more coming up. Hanging out with Bob Pino at an optical galleria, spring and summer just around the corner, and we can start thinking sunshine, Bob. Sunshine with the new transition polarized lens. Not only does this light lens go from light to dark, but it also gets polarized, so it cuts the glare very well when you're outdoors. The nice thing about an optical gallery, you stop by one of their three locations, you take care of the personal service, the lenses, the frames, everything right there at an optical gallery. The lenses are cut in our lab right here in Centerville and in Ocean City. We sit down with you, talk to you, what type of work do you do? Do you do a lot of driving? Personal service is what we've based our reputation on. And don't forget to check out, while you're at an optical gallery, the Hook Optics, this new sunglass line that is absolutely amazing. If you have questions, you can pick up the phone and call Bob at 443-262-9415. Or always online at eyesandart.net. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health at Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric, education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. For more information, go online to forallseasonsinc.org. 
Mark Potter, Mike Bradley alongside. Timeout with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Thanks to Allison Beyer from St. Peter and Paul's stopping by to join us uh, on, just before her game with uh, Ken Island. I, I asked her, I said, you sure you okay with it, you know, just before yeah, your right. game? She goes, my girls know the routine. Oh, they, there they you go. Well, and I again, expected. for a young team, well, yeah. that's impressive. So, that's impressive. Uh, let's let's go real quick. I want to go sure. back to the uh, NFL uh, with Deshaun Watson coming in. Mm. Uh, Cleveland gave up a lot. Uh, and yeah, of course, three number ones and I think a second and third somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. they're swapping like, I don't know, fourth or fifth round yeah, picks something this like that. year. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, Russell Wilson on the move to Denver. Yes, and Washington tried to do a deal with Seattle. They chose Denver instead for whatever reason. Because Russell Wilson didn't want to come to our train wreck over here. Okay, there you go. And, and, and Denver's a good squad. They've, they've got a solid wide receiving core. Their defense is set. So that AFC West is a behemoth. And you look at the Raiders, they've made some moves, including getting Devontae Adams at wide receiver. That's going to be a scary team. Now we'll see with Josh McDaniels, though, in his second go-round. How much did he learn from his short stint with Denver? Yeah, and... He didn't uh, cancel out after signing or just before signing the contract, so I no. guess he stayed. He always so. wanted to be a Raider, they said. Yeah. yeah. So but they, but yeah. you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, really, yeah. and the Packers? Yeah. I, look, I, that's great, but why wouldn't you want to stay at Lambeau and play with, with Rodgers? But yeah, yeah. that's his pride. It, it is. So, And then, um, you know, the Washington Commanders getting Carson Wentz. Um, I'm okay with that pick. I, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he plays there because if he goes back to the you know like he was in 2017 you know he played you know lights out and and i liked what jonathan taylor had to say you know when he was traded you know taylor said i'm gonna miss the guy he was a great leader on the field and off the field you hear a lot of crap well that was a question in philadelphia how good a locker room guy was though and and i'm tired of hearing people you know the the radio host in out of dc you know, basically, you know, ripping him apart. Give the guy a chance. Let's see. If he if he's a bust, then it'll be typical Washington. If he's not a bust, you know, then let's see how it works out. I, I guess the concern is, Mark, he's got a fire lit under him because Indy traded him. And He's on a one, the remaining year, right? Twenty eight. Well, no, he's got three years. Oh, he's but, got yeah, he's got three years, but there's an right. out. For after that year. Okay, so yeah. so let let's just take a look at. It. Let's say he has a really dynamic year, right. okay, mm-hmm. and stays healthy, which that's a big if in and of itself. But he played in all seventeen games based on the pro or profile I saw right. on ESPN the other day. He played in all seventeen games. Let's say he gets, you know, he he's motivated. He has a great year, likely a, a new deal. But then the question still remains: is okay, but will he remain that motivated? And what about his health issues? There, he showed flashes though last year, Mark. Okay, look, he looked really good against the Ravens in that Monday night game, which the Colts should have won. You know, Ravens came back at the end. Uh, I, it, he put the bet yeah. against Jacksonville. Outside of that, yeah, that last game. Yeah, I mean, he threw what I think five interceptions last year to seventeen touchdowns. Or oh, something it was, like it was that. better than that. I think. It was 27 to 7. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, statistically, he had a solid year. But here's the, here's the big, here's the big $64 million question. His two best seasons were with Frank Reich. Frank Reich is not with him in Washington. Yeah. And Frank Reich traded him. Yeah. Well, and we'll see, you know, but Frank Reich didn't want to trade him according to what he told okay. um, uh, uh, the, the head coach. But if there was enough, if there was enough of a reason to keep him around from the GM and the owner and the coach, that was you, the, you, you just said the owner okay. is who he wanted okay. to get, get him out of town. So, and. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll see. That's why they play the game. Well, That's if I'm Frank Reich, I'm like, I'm the head coach. I'm a quarterback's coach. I'm an OC. He's had his best seasons with me. You'd yeah. like to think he would defer to him, but, yeah. you know, fair well, now, enough. Now he's got Matt Ryan. Yeah, it's a it's a little rich, but you're right. I, I guess for Washington, it's a C thing. I, I, I'm i still not convinced he's the guy of the future, but, I, but you make some points there. I understand. Where does Baker Mayfield go now? Oh, because they were talking about him going to Indianapolis. And by the way, James Winston re-signed with New Orleans. Not that that was even a play. That's a good question because I think Cleveland was hoping to recoup some of their picks uh, with with the Winston right. deal, uh, or I'm sorry, with the uh, Watson deal, mm-hmm. uh, with a, a trade of Mayfield. Well, who needs a quarterback at this point now, Mark? I'm trying. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Atlanta does the Atlanta, but there. But at this point, they're yeah. I, I, because Minnesota re-signed 
Yeah, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. I was going to say, I guess Atlanta is not in a position to be able to be tough from a negotiating standpoint. So you're right. Uh, Mayfield potentially to Atlanta. I'm trying to think who else would need a quarterback right now. Um, I, you know, I'm Carolina. But I think they're going to go with a rookie out of the draft. Yeah, uh, but okay, could be Carolina because Carolina was being talked about for Watson. Mm-hmm. The Giants are sticking with Jones, and but they Jones. brought in Tyrod Ty as a backup there. Um, New England set. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think yeah, maybe Carolina, Atlanta. You're yeah. looking at NFC South there, um, and then Arizona. That Kyler, Kyler Murray situation, yeah, that's but kind of that's out, that's so. faded. We know yeah. the AFC West is loaded with quarterbacks. We know the AFC North now it, with well, Watson, but Trubisky going to the Steelers, and you've yeah. got Jackson and Burrow. So. And, and what about you? You still have the San Francisco quarterback sitting out there. Oh, Garoppolo. That, Garoppolo. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing. Moved him right. Garoppolo, and they were saying that that uh, somebody reached out to offer two number twos for Garoppolo. But you're right now, it's really Mayfield and Garoppolo. I guess are the two main names mm-hmm. that would be out there, but there aren't too many suitors left yeah, anymore. Not at all. Well, listen, uh, spring sports have started. Follow along at shoresportsmd.com, and uh, we'll see if uh, we can fire up the scoreboard once again if coaches are able to you know, get us through scores. If you're listening to this and you are a coach, travel ball teams, rec teams, it doesn't matter. We'll take your scores. You can text them to us as soon as the game's over. Don't send us old old info. We want it as soon as the game's over. 410-770. Make that 410-690-1376. 410-690-1376. You can simply text your scores with key details, or you can email it to mark at shoresportsmd.com. Any closing comments before we roll? Just open for another great weekend of uh, NCAA College tournament. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, best wishes to all the high school teams here. hoping for, first and foremost, good weather. Yeah. So that there yeah. aren't too many makeups that screw up the schedule. Absolutely. And racing season is here. I'm loving that. Uh, Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, was what that, by, wait, oh, was that by design to refurb Atlanta to make it uh, nine crashes, was it? Oh, and my God. 40, was, was it, it was, 40 different lead changes? Yes, Holy crow. shattered their old record. I yeah. mean, it 20 cars in Listen, I love these new cars. I know we don't talk NASCAR a lot, but I love these new cars and I love the racing that it's presenting. These guys are having to drive, right? Instead of you know, just kick back, you know, smoking a cigarette or, or, or chewing on a sandwich. I don't think they were ever doing while, that. Well, they, in the old days, they did. <laughs> you know, chewing on a sandwich and, and drinking a soda while they're riding around the racetrack. Now they got to drive these cars. Mm-hmm. And it is, it has been fascinating. And for Atlanta, to, what they did, man, I love the new track. It was exciting. It was like a super speedway. It was exciting instead of. Do you want to see that many crashes, though? I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Right. Are the drivers okay with that, yeah. though? Yeah, well, Kyle Busch isn't, but, you know, that's because he fell out. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll <laughs> say this. NASCAR has not lacked for storylines and exciting races or action-packed races over the, what, the first three or four races Dude, so I can't wait till they come to Dover. I, I think I'm going to Dover. I haven't been to Dover in years. Yeah. I well, they only have wait. one race now, so you gotta you got to make the most of it. Uh, yeah. So, and if you want to win tickets, you start listening to the morning show. Uh, oh, there's your plug. Next week. There it is. Ding, next ding. Next week, <laughs> I'll have tickets to give away. Uh, to Dover. So yeah. for Mike Bradley, I'm Mark Potter. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share when you hear this. If you like it, great. If you don't, share it anyway. Always check us out at shoresportsmd.com. It's Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on shoresportsmd.com.